Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Gillibrand, the pizza dilla, and watering holes. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Ryan, we're back. It's another back. week, another week of, of, of joy, of, of freedom. We're so ready to celebrate labor. I love Labor Day. I love what it stands for. Um, and labor. Yes. And I think we should all celebrate labor, giving labor, doing labor, the labor movement. <laughs> Laboratories. Yeah. I don't know if that works. <laughs> oh no. By the way, I'm sorry. Megan Trainer, did she die? Let me see. I, the thing with Twitter, I'm sorry. Is anybody else feeling this? Like whatever Twitter has done with their trending situation where they've put the trending topics over on the right. Like I'm so like what they have at the moment is like for you, then trending, and then all these categories of things. It's like trends trend. for you. It's trends for you. I don't really get it. Trends for you, personalized trends based on who you follow, location of who you follow. Okay, just show me trends for the United States. I just want to see trends for the U.S. I'm just going to do United States trends. Okay, good. Tr- United States trends, really different, way different than what I was seeing. Oh, just, the Megan Trainer thing is is the Jay Z NFL stuff. Megan Trainer is just because of it's 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 customized for me. It thinks I want to care. It thinks I care about Megan Trainer. Me too. Yeah. Well, guess what? I don't fucking care about Megan Trainer. <laughs> no. I, even if, and I'm not saying that I want her to die. I think Megan Trainer should live to 150. But if Megan Trainer died, I wouldn't care. I think Megan Trainer is actually going to be in her prime during her grandmother years. So that yeah. would be great. Yeah. But if she were to die, I I wouldn't. I mean, I would probably be like, oh no. And then I would move on with my day. Yeah, so I, don't I don't mean. I don't mean like. Twitter. I don't mean. I'm not gonna like celebrate it. I'm just saying like it's it's. it's I'm not a Megan Trainer fan. You're not. A, you're not a potty trainer. Is that their? Is that how they do it? Is that their what they call themselves? It's like little monsters of potty trainers. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. Anyhow, it's been a big week. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of a lot of food related stuff. A lot of Apple uh, infamy. Big Apple news. We're gonna do a new iPhone. They got new iPhones, and the old ones are full of holes. Big surprise to me. Uh, yeah, they're doing an event on um, September 10th. Yep. Uh, which is... Um, Just got to get right ahead of that anniversary. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? They do it in the early part of, of September. It's how they do it, yeah. you know? Uh, they're going to have phones with three cameras slapped on the back and a little square lens, and uh, they should be faster and otherwise exactly the same. I think there's going to be some new camera tech and some new AR tech is what I'm hearing. Mark Gurman has all the details over at Bloomberg. Bloomberg.com, just dial it up on your browser. and uh, let me, you know, he, Mark, Ger- Mark Gurman is like, I don't know if people listening know who he is. You, you must know who he is if you're listening to this. Um, he's like one of these like teens – he was like a teen uh, who like somehow um, just got like an in at Apple and was like every time – I was just telling somebody about this. Like literally every time that um, they were having an event for like the last several years, Mark Gurman would be like, oh, here's everything, literally everything that's going to happen tomorrow. And then it was like to a T. It was like, yep, that's all the stuff. So now when Mark Gurman writes – he writes for Bloomberg – 
Um, uh, and now he, you know, he's, what's he saying? We're going to have some new, uh, I, camera focused pro iPhones, new iPads, larger MacBook pro, which I'm not personally interested in, but I'm sure that some people are. It's right on schedule for my entire family to get new phones. So I guess that'll be like clockwork. Uh, but I'm just truly not excited. And on top of the news that apparently Google found very bad iPhone vulnerabilities, iOS uh, vulnerabilities. Yeah, basically like you would just go to a bunch of websites and those websites would have pwned you. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they, um, they would do a little hello world and take your privacy data. Yeah. Um, so it's unclear what the sites were. Nobody seems to No, And they're not detailing what the hack was either. So we don't really know. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty Anything crazy. About Attackers them. may have grabbed access tokens that can be used to log into services like social media and communication accounts. Reed says the victim iPhone victim iPhone users would probably have had no indication their devices were infected. That's always fun. Um, Google hasn't named the website that served as a watering hole infection mechanism, thanks, or shared other details about the attackers or who their victims were. Good stuff. Um, there is a, there is a, uh, this was patched by Apple, apparently, in February. Um, so I don't know. It's still pretty terrifying. I think one of the things, then the other thing that happened with Apple this week, besides they're saying they're going to have new phones is, um, they said they're, they fired a bunch of people, contractors who they were paying to listen to your Siri, uh, to Siri recordings, which, yeah, they were doing what everybody who does digital assistant stuff is doing, which is present that it just like it's an AI that understands speech and it's just parsing everything. But in truth, 90 percent of what they of what you ask for is easy to parse. And that last 10 percent, they hand it off. to. I mean, that's an estimation. They hand it off to contractors to listen in and then answer the question in time. So that it seems like it's an AI, yeah. uh, which is yeah, they were really in, they, not great. And they were in Ireland too, so you know, just think like a bunch of uh, Irish people were listening to everything that was going on. They, apparently, they oh, heard. Oh no! Um, I booked a vacation to Ireland for the holidays, and now well, they're going to know all hope, the times I've asked about murder. Don't go to Cork, because you'll be like at a restaurant. You'll be like, "Yeah, do you guys have you know Diet Coke here?" And they'll and they'll be like, "I know, like I know, that like, I know you." Voice, <laughs> you did some really fucked up stuff. With Siri. No, but here's the thing. Here's what they heard. Medical info, criminal activity, and sexual encounters. Yeah, um, my watch goes off when I'm having sex all the time. So 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 um has Google done this? Google everybody's done it. No, has I mean, Google done it? Th- has Google done, done it though? Because I feel like Google actually has like the technology to do machine listening and learning that actually works. So I'm I'm curious. I don't know. I haven't I don't have all of the details on this. Um I know Google is definitely keeping the actual recordings of you talking and you have to physically ask them to stop. I Oh yes, yes, yes. Google has had contractors listen. So you need to stop sucking on their big giant data deck. Wow. <laughs> you okay. every time you apologize for them and they're doing yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, they're listening too. Fuck this. Well, that's you know, it's good because Google I, refers refers to it as a language reviewer. And yeah. you know what I think? I think you only need one person to be like Danish, pretty good. Spanish, mm. A plus. You don't great. The nice thing is that I since Siri is I consider it to be somewhat useless. Oh, utterly garbage. And I and I no longer have a an Android phone as my main phone. I almost never, almost never use my device in a vo- in like a voice mode. And I don't use. We don't have any Echoes here, um, and we don't have any Google Homes. 
And so it's like we're pretty we're pretty clean on that. Here are the ways that I do think it comes up. John asks about the weather every day while he's rushing out the door because he's like, do I need an umbrella? And so one of our several assistants will tell him if he needs an umbrella. Um, I definitely use it for transcription purposes if I'm typing out a message that's fairly simple but long. So like I'll know sort of instinctually like, oh, I got to text my mom. So I'll hit the voice button and be like, hi, I am in a meeting or whatever. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I'll hit send. Mm-hmm. Um it comes up for I've seen aunts and uncles and my grandparents use it to hear news headlines. Other than that, I don't understand like we as as a nation, uh, Silicon Valley as an institution has worked tirelessly to get these things in our homes and in our lives and I don't see people using them with the frequency that we have like other quote unquote big innovations. Like people acted like digital assistants were going to be the next iPhone. And in the way that they acted like VR would be the next iPhone. And I think I've seen people more successfully and more thoroughly use VR, even if it's a smaller amount of people, than voice assistants. Like, I don't see people, like, really enjoying that experience at all. Because you can't say to it, like, hey, Google, I am going to work. But first off, I need to stop at a Michael's and I have to pick up yarn. So if you could tell me how much that'll cost and map that out, that'd be great. It doesn't do that. Like, it would freak out and be like, you're not, what are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Yeah. The, the, the dream of the, I mean, listen, by the way, someday I'm sure the digital assistants will be unbelievable and they'll just like work perfectly. Yeah, you, of course. You like will, digital cameras. It took like 20 years and now they're as good as regular cameras. Like You will, you will sacrifice your privacy, but hey, you know what? That's the price you pay. Um, You know, I just think, oh, by the way, listen, I've said this a lot. I mean, I, it's just not that convenient for the most part to talk to your stuff. It like, also just comes down to like, even if it did work, rich people will continue to use one intern that they can have murdered because it keeps their private information down to one person. Yeah, that's and the how rest I do of it. us will have given away everything about our lives and like, and not to get all dystopian, but like, if you have the money to get all of that stuff done and keep it private, like your tasks and asking questions and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, I just think it's one of those things that, like, like Facebook, it's going to bite us in the ass, especially the like masses, the people who are logging on because it's free. It's going to end up screwing us in the long run. I, I, I don't see how it's useful, even if it became incredible. I don't know how it's more useful than like typing things in, but it is definitely more problematic because it's listening more and it can pull more data from your tone of voice and who is asking and TV shows you're watching, like. It's a huge hole that tapping on a screen isn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, know, I don't like it. I know like, exactly And yet I mean. own all of these things. I still have my Connect plugged in. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I just never unplugged it. What are you it? doing with it? It's just taking up space. It definitely is. Remember when they were like, Connect is fucking crushing it. They were like, we sold like 8 million <laughs> Connects in like one week. Remember when people were lined up in Times Square? for the launch of the connect and they were like wah people were like screaming you can find videos of people like losing their minds and um yeah like no nobody ever used it ever yeah no anyhow i don't know how we got on the connect but well i blame you but um anyhow okay anyway, that's apple okay that apple you know listen i would I, here's the thing about apple it's like i so I, you know as you know i just switched to the iphone and uh, uh back to it you know i obviously have used the iphone many times in my life um now i guess i have to i have to i have to make the call do i want to get a new iphone you know, and like maybe i was thinking about this i definitely do want an android phone and 
I know it's going to sound stupid, but for two reasons. One is it does a few specific things way better. And I think like that will be nice to have around. But two, it's like there's things that the iPhone and iOS don't do that they could easily do, but actually bother me and remind me that I'm on a like closed system mm-hmm. baby device. You mean like how you like, have to use their mail app as the default mail app? That or like <laughs> or like. I want to run a Game Boy emulator. Yeah. Like a, a device that like it's uh, an app that's perfectly legal for a device that I might have legal ROM backups. I might not, but nobody's selling those games and I can't just like run an emulator. And so the two seconds that I'm on the train and I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to pull Oh, I don't have my GPD with me or I don't have my Game Boy with an EverDrive in it with me. So I'm not going to play that game. Like, it's just a reminder that I'm on a baby Fisher price device. It's, 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 it's very, but I don't want to say goodbye to iMessage or my watch. No, no, it's, it's, listen, I mean, honestly, uh, now that I'm using the Note and the and the iPhone, um, you know, sort of side by side, it's, I'm reminded. I like greatly prefer to use the Note if I don't have to use the iPhone. Like for almost everything, it's just it works better. It's like sort of insane to me. Um, and I get that I'm a special case. I understand. You know, I'm a special person. Uh, I'm not a perfect person. Um, but uh, wait, you're not. Perfect? I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person, <laughs> as the song says. Um, but anyhow, but I'm special. And maybe I'm not, you know, what I do is not what everybody, but like there's just little things, just like sharing stuff and like setting your browser or your email app or like just just weird random little things. It's like, why, why does this have to be so dumb and hard? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on it because like, you know, I, I'm now committed to the iPhone as at least my main device. I think I may just be like a two phone guy forever. Yeah, I think we're both going to be two phone guys, which is so depressing. Um, but you know, it's fine, whatever. I mean, phones soon we'll all be just talking to our uh to our hands to- like uh years and years. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I haven't seen I only watched the first episode of that and it was like such a downer that I couldn't keep watching it, by the way. Yeah, it will truly dark you out in ways that like The Handmaid's Tale only dreamed of. It's like it's like uh much darker and weirder and upsetting. Also, it's British, you know. You know what show is really fucking devastated? What's me? that? And I, I, I last week was like, I'm never gonna get to it, and then this week I did. Um, Succession. That shit will dark you out. Succession is though. Here's the thing about Succession. It's just white people throwing money at each other like in a money battle, and just being horrible and ruining an industry that I work in. Like it's so hard to watch. Um. But the thing is, it's like just made for like a thousand people in media, so they'll like write about it. I mean, it truly yeah. is like. I mean, it's it's it is the it is the um it it delivers on what the newsroom promised us, which was just like endless takes. It's, it's but it's also like it's just like is is it knows. By the way, there are people who are real like uh like like Cord Jefferson is like a consultant on it. You know, Cord Jefferson is like uh writer and he's written for a bunch of other shows but he was also he's also like was very online at one point and is like a real person from the internet that like a lot of people like that i know and other people know and so it's not surprising they like get the internet right like their whole Volter plot which is the like Volter episode that, truly that, that slapped me around I mean, it, it told me like to clean up my own mess yeah it's like, just like my face into the carpet it's just like it's just like <laughs> yeah it's like buzzfeed and vice and a few other things like all mashed together and it's like very accurate um you know, and it both darks me out, but it also makes me happy because, and this isn't like, 
I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this because people on the internet are going to come for me, but like our day to day isn't like that. Everyone seems really nice and we're working on projects we like. But I have been in businesses that are really like that are run in a very similar way, shut down in similar ways, like have similar issues. And I guess it just darks me off because it's like, it's not a dystopic TV show. It's a TV show explaining we're in a dystopia right now. I mean, now. it's just, it's just, you know a, but I mean? it's, it's mostly a TV show about, um, one, I think it's a fairly unrealistic depiction of the people that it actually depicts, you know, like, I guess, like, you know, it's, I know it's, really rich. I've known really rich people. And sure, okay. Just the, no need the, to brag. The, same. No, but the idea that they're giant toddlers who are in, well, like, no, that's right. That is accurate. But they don't. But they don't go to basement meetings. They don't send their sons to basement meetings to like do tough talk. Like they send a yeah. they send a lawyer's note or whatever. You know, let it, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like, like, look, yeah, everybody. It's definitely drama. Don't get me wrong. Everybody is a baby. Okay, everybody's a big whiny baby. As Trixie Mattel once said, "Just because we're all babies doesn't mean there's a sitter." Wow, exactly. And I will say on that point, the 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 most important thing you can learn in life is that nobody really is like the adult. Nobody is like, nobody really is like, oh, they have it under control. No one is that person that doesn't exist. Like we used to be, and by the way, I didn't like realize this because of Trump, but like long before that, but it used to be that you had this assumption when you're a child, you think the adults are like adults. Like they're a thing that exists and they are in control and they understand things and they're going to take care of this. And the reality is like, you just keep going from being a kid to being whatever it is you are when you're no no longer a kid and and truly nobody is like like actually knows what they're doing and is perfect at like figuring things out and like understands the way the system works like those people don't actually exist in my opinion i i but i think that is definitely something that like many people watching that's a huge realization for them but i also think the the second realization that the show has brought me to is that it's super offensive that the show is all white people but it's also extremely accurate and they would be doing a disservice to us if they pretended that any diversity was happening at the upper levels of like an institutionalized family built company in an institutionalized industry and I think the thing that like upsets me the most is like offhand comments about diversity. Like we have to find a black board member. It's like, oh yeah, like that stuff does happen. And it is like, this is fairly real. And, and I guess it's all good TV shows are a mix between a dramatized version and reality, um, even reality shows. But I think, I don't know. There's something that just hadn't been spoken to by other shows in a while. Uh, because of a squeamishness about displaying wealth shamelessly and racism without even commenting on it. Like, Dynasty hasn't existed for a while. And, like, maybe Revenge was the last show that, like, sort of tried to display caucasity at its most toxic. Mm. But, like, but Succession it really, but... definitely is that show. It feels very 80s, 90s, and and shamelessly like that. Yeah. And, in its shamelessness, it sort of is commenting on that, which I, I, it's kind of a mind fuck, and I love it. And also, like, there are times when it's so poorly written, and there are other times when I'm like, this is so galaxy brain. It it kind of, and this is another topic we have to talk about, but it kind of reminds me of the OA, where I'm like, is this the best thing I've ever seen in my life, or complete garbage? Like, I can't decide. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I will say, on the one hand, I'm kind of like, do we need another show about these people? Yeah. Really? And then on the other hand, it's sort of like, well, it's fucking entertainment. 
you know, and I do, it is an entertaining and show. Also, and those people have not been at all. Nothing has changed. Do you know what I mean? So like, right. It, it's sort of like if we can find another facet of it, it we should probably keep commenting on these awful people and not for, forget that they exist, right. you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's there, there's something really like, I mean, look, it, whatever. I mean, it, I will say this. All the performances in the show are excellent. The characters are really like, you know, they're great characters. They I, are. I um, Kendall Roy, man. Yeah. What a mess. He's great. But I don't, um, but I, 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 you know, whatever. It's like an inessential show that could go away very easily and like nobody would be that sad about it, to be honest with you. Like I, I don't I don't want to be rude. Yes, but it feels like the prestige version of Arrested Development, which like I think it's doing more than we're giving it credit for. And I don't know, like it, I don't know, Arrested I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is actually. Really? Uh I mean I don't know that it's doing more than we're giving it credit for. I think it's doing just about um, but maybe it doesn't even like an idiot savant style. It doesn't know how the levels it has sort of like real housewives until the last like three or four years ago did not understand like why it was good, which was why it was good. I mean, the, the only correct level to be above, like, see, I think, see, I think that succession is a show and I can't believe we're talking about it this much, but I think succession is a show that is excited about getting a look into the lives of these people. And it like sure. and it and it and their and their lives are so outrageous and weird and sort of like master of the universe e that that they're they're while we're supposed to be reviled by parts of it, there's a lot of it that we're actually it's like we watch because it is we want to see how those people live and we want to in some way aspire to how those people live. And like this is in some way, I mean, succession is absolutely just like billions is like a money porn show where like we're supposed to be disgusted by the behavior of the characters but like we sort of root for them anyhow and we definitely want to like look inside their lives and look at the things they have and the things they do yeah it's real housewives and That's and what like it is. and it's fantasize for straight people yeah and fantasize about what it'd be like if if you had that and yeah. like it's yeah, fine it's and, and escapism is fine and ne- healthy and necessary um yeah. but uh you know there definitely is like something that's sort of like sickening about the show itself. Like where I'm kind of like, like I don't want to watch a show about Rupert Murdoch and that's basically what this show is, you know? Um, so anyhow, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, it's fun to watch. Like, I I don't know that it's good, but it's fun to watch. (laughs) It's my review. Well, speaking of, yeah, I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely fun to watch. Uh, have you been following what is happening with the fans of the OA? Okay, I mean, I, uh, I'm like, so look, anybody who learned the moves is dead to me. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, if you, okay, so just in case you haven't watched the OA, the OA is a show that was on Netflix for two seasons about a group of people who do these, um, like moves. Let's call them yoga for the sake of the argument. Um, they do like a series of yoga moves, and then they like, uh, tr- like can di- like traverse dimensions. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, like just change bodies or yeah, like whatever. They can just like they do, they do they do like like cosmic shit. It's a the sh- the show's fun. It's had two seasons. Uh, it 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 has a lot of mysteries that are never really answered because it's a show that kind of is like can't answer. It's like lost in that it keeps building up so many huge mysteries that like trying to answer them is a little bit like uh, a, a bit of a, a futile 
action, but it is a really entertaining and engrossing show that is like thought provoking and frankly, just very fun in the same way that succession is a fun show. This is a fun show in a different way. That's more like a cosmic sort of mystery. Um, so Netflix canceled it. And now there are people who are like fans of the show who are like doing like, OA the most <laughs> doing too much. They're 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 like doing OA flash mobs where they do the moves or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's one. I know you like it. I know you love it. It's a fucking TV show. Number one. I I just hope these people also show up to protests at like the border and for like the Muslim. Ban- Please, I, I know, want them to, I'm sorry. I, I want know them to show you up. can be mad about multiple things, I, I and I don't want to do up. what about no, it. No, 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 no. I want them to show up at the border and do the moves. <laughs> I want the OA flash mobs to to try to. Can they try to move ice to another dimension? God. Is that possible? Can we get the OA to suck ice, all the ice people, into a different dimension where they where the bad people go? No, let's but let's like, trade ice for actual Arctic ice. Yeah. Um, I I the thing I say this as someone who mailed UPN Mars bars on behalf of Veronica Mars. I say this as someone who has like got. Oh, you're really you're upset. a fucking you're a fucking. Uh... I'm a fan. But yeah. to show up to Times Square during the current political climate and do a flash mob to bring back a TV show is just like, it just feels very um, tasteless, I guess, is the word. I mean, the <laughs> yeah, it's bad. The OA is like a lot. And I'm sure that Boom Comics will pick them up. For like a extended universe thing and that'll be great for the fans but like let's all breathe like i just can't i mean it's fine it's fine that you like the oa but please don't do the moves in public but i just and don't learn the moves up for like greta thunberg and like they're not going to show they're... up they're not, they love the tv show they're not showing up for important things they're showing up to do the moves on a sidewalk so that netflix will put the put the show back on on the air it's very disturbing. Do you want to talk about the gay jeans piece? Because it's actually really interesting. Sorry, what is gay jeans? Is that a new brand so, of denim? There was like a giant scientific review of studies to try to identify a single gay gene that like makes somebody gay. Yeah. Like one genetic component. Uh, and they couldn't do that. And their conclusion was that there are several genetic factors including environmental and behavioral factors uh-huh. that feed into a person. Finally, also, I can, I now, I, fucking, I now, the proof is out there. I can turn someone gay. None of this fucking matters because at the end of the day, if someone woke up one day and is physically attracted to women on a, uh, like if a guy woke up one day and is physically attracted to women on a physiological chemical level and still chooses to fuck men and marry one, like that's his right. Like this whole like essentialist argument of like, if I can prove that I don't have a choice here, it's like, who gives a shit? It's none of your fucking business who I have sex with or why. Also, we never do this kind of stuff for straight genes because we feel like that's the default, Yeah, which is just frustrating. It's like if they tried to identify a black gene, it's like, it's none of your fucking business. Why I do what I do, or like I mean, what I understand. I, my I, I understand. I understand the desire to understand like what makes people people. I mean, just not just forget about gay, straight, whatever. Like just in general, like we want to know more about like humanity. And I don't know that. I, and I don't know this this study or what the purpose of it was. I think it's interesting to to. I I'm curious of in the in the question like why. Why do some people lean particularly this way or that way? I, I think 
I think as we uh, maybe you and I I think agree on this that that um, sexual preference is preference is the wrong word, but like you know sexual interest. Well, actually, that's the thing. People fight over the words preference and orientation because some people think there there is an orientation that is wired into them and that they felt this way their entire life, and it's not something that that like Pete Buttigieg always says, if given the option to be straight, I would have taken it. And then there are people that like like uh, Cynthia Nixon who have said I'm just going with political examples apparently. Yeah, Cynthia Nixon you love who was married to a man and now is with a woman and she refers to herself as a lesbian and people say but aren't you bisexual because you've said you're attracted to both and she said I've chosen a life as a lesbian. I just and it's think, like yeah, yeah that's I mean I think fine. this is all I think this is all fine. I think it's like I think it's like what it, I mean I listen I'm I'm totally I totally am down for people to understand and study like uh you know how we are why we are the way that we are in general it's weird to reduce or to at least treat somebody's like identity and something that is built out of experiences choices they make freedoms they have to speak um to like come out at all and identify themselves which you would need in order to identify like you need self-reporting with this situation to find any scientific consensus on what actually makes somebody gay uh, and that isn't always going to be found. You're always going to have parts of this quote unquote heterosexual population that haven't come out. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just to treat it with all the gravitas of the write-ups about whether or not a glass of wine a day is good for your gut health or like if chocolate makes you live longer is kind of insulting. And I just think like science reporting has not gotten any better. I also just don't understand. I mean, like I tried to get into the data a bit, but I don't understand how that they think any of this data is not only just like not only is the data like not junk science but also like how any of this was meant to improve anybody's like life or like position in the world like it just feels very 2002 like it's super i mean it is it is like like someone recently asked troy Sivan like his sexual position is he a top or a bottom and that's a super 2000 something question because like at a certain point in time people weren't understanding even how gay people had sex and like i guess that's a valid thing to talk about or whatever but we're at a sophistication level where like that's nobody's fucking business i mean truly well with the weird thing about the current state of existence is that like everything is both nobody's business and also everything is everybody's business (laughs) like like there's so much that we share now it's like the line between what like is and isn't the question that needs to be asked or should be asked is like Weirdly, like both, like it's never been like we've never been more sensitive about the questions, and we've never been more open about answering questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like as a person, like I this week I have watched people canceled in real time on Twitter. Like I've watched like cancellations unfurl on Twitter this week, and I'm like, this is I'm I've like seeing the greatest minds of my generation. I mean, like, do you know, like <laughs> I, I saw like I was introduced to and then saw canceled people that I'd never heard of in my entire life this week. I was like, yeah. who's this? I'm like, they did what? I'm like, oh, I guess I'll continue to not know who that person is and ignore them. And, uh, you know, like, anyhow, the point is that it's, it's – I understand people's impulse to want to, like, get personal. It is interesting, though, like, when you think about, like, us studying, like, what makes someone gay, it is weirdly gets into that space of, like, what makes someone Jewish or whatever, you know, which is, like, obviously Judaism is a religion, not a – in my opinion, it's not an ethnicity, though a lot of people do think of it as an, eth- as an ethnicity. But like that, you get into this, that's like, it gets, like you said, like what makes somebody black. But then on the other hand, on the flip side, we can't have a bunch of Rachel Dole's eyes running around being like, I'm black because I feel like it. 
you know? Well, that's because science is, there are softer sciences and there are political sciences and psychological sciences where you can say identity is a construct from inside out in certain respects and also outside in in certain respects. And like Rachel Dolezal can feel black, but blackness is based on a group of people identifying that you're part of them through family ties or physical experiences. And whereas sexuality is a really private thing that is based on what you do when you're alone. You know what I mean? And so it doesn't need, we don't need a genetic proof where it's like, Oh, we did a, a blood swap. It ends up your son's gay. So ha- start having that conversation uh, when he turns six. Do you know what I mean? Like that's fucking crazy yeah. and not going to happen. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know why. It, and then it gets so heavily reported. And then we parse out these issues on like gay Twitter or a gay blog or whatever. And I think this happens in lots of smaller communities. And then it never like that conversation never reaches the people it was really meant to like reach or educate or like we didn't come to a consensus like in the way that like Mike Pence making Mike Pence's gay jokes like we all in the queer community know that we shouldn't nobody should be doing that because it's actually really harmful but nobody seems to understand that and we haven't communicated that properly I don't know the whole thing's like a mess and it makes me crave a pizza dilla mm, wow amazing segue into the pizza dilla which is which I've been eating all week long and does everybody know what the pizza dilla is? Are we all caught up on this? Because this was like it, this was last week, so we're talking about ancient history, really. There's a so so here's well, if you want to if you want to discern from the runes, it was a video that was about three to four minutes long, but it was a really complicated recipe, and it was someone making in real time like the most complicated, like concocted to be viral food thing. Yeah, so it's basically a marketing company doing marketing. I mean, and it worked. And it worked beautifully. Uh, and uh, I believe, um, well, I want to get his name right. Chris, is it Stokel Walker? Is he the one who wrote about it? Yeah, Stokel Walker. Hold on. Um, this writer, Chris Stokel Walker, who has, uh, he's been, he's now is run, running this thing on Medium called Fast Forward, I believe, which is about YouTube mainly, did a story on the company that produced this. So the, yeah, this pizza dilla, which is like, it's like a seven layer taco that g- then gets like turned into like a pizza and then like, deep fried. It's like extreme shit, like extreme disgusting shit all put together, but like kind of looks good, but like also disgusting. You know, it's like it's basically it's both like a parody of and the most pure like methed out version of those internet recipes that it's like, then you cut the bagel in half and you put a donut inside and then you seal the bagel back up. Yeah. And it's it's like, it. it's like this. And then it's like, yeah, it's, it's like it's the like thing cronut. that it's the thing that like, it's like the thing that tasty gave rise to like kind of allowed to sort of thrive, which is like these like super disgusting kind of like, you're going to get like immediate, you're going to have an immediate heart attack if you eat this. Um, yeah. They're like, instead of sprinkles, we'll use Skittles. And instead of ice cream, right. we'll use frosting. Right. And it, you're like, you're just making a pile of sugar. Yeah. By the way, Zelda has a book about a kid who's like making an ice cream sundae where it like goes horribly awry. Like just, it is exactly this. It's like, I'm going to put this crazy amount of ice cream on here. Then I'm going to put like M&Ms. Then I'm going to put like the syrup. Then I'm going to put some cherries. And it's like, oh, wow, this is a complete mess. Um, but anyhow, so, so, but then there are also these sites that are these weird anonymous sites that are all over the internet now. And it's sort of related to like the, the slime sites and like the chunk sites or whatever the, you know, there's all these like weird, like it's like 
pleasurable, like slicing into weird like rubber and stuff like that. It's all adjacent, but there's these things now where you can like videos. Soap cutting. Yeah, so right. Of soap cutting. Yes. But then there's videos where it's like uh people are just doing these weird, like this thing with the egg that was popular where it's like Oh yeah, we, bigger than before. Like we like hard boiled an egg, then we put it in this, then it got bigger, then we put it in here, then it got smaller, then we put well, it's like it's an it's a it's a metastasization, like a cultural fucking mutation of life hacks which are in a way a little bit satisfying to be like i didn't know you could grate cheese using that or do you know what i mean like there's there are like there at, at the beginning of the internet there were little secrets to life that we all shared that we would never have known because they were so small and you're like i didn't know that you could make a straw fit perfectly in a can if you flip the little yeah no you know, it's opener like thing no, the other way the, like and it's a version of that that is using the part of your brain that gets dopamine from seeing something unexpected yeah and just fucking smashing it all together in like a power rangers like you know it's dinosaurs and teenagers and colors and fighting and rock and roll music and sex and explosions it's like that culturally but for these tiny videos and um, some marketing company like realized how to hack that part of our yeah. cultural consciousness and is exploiting it for this like disgusting, ultimately useless thing. Yeah. It's like an attention economy. Like it's an attention. It's a, ver it's like an attention economy, like squatter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. It's like shorts. It's like short selling, but for the attention economy at any rate. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's like, but mainly it's just to market something to you is, is the, at the end of the day is the, is the story. And, um, you know, it's very effective. I don't know what they're marketing except themselves in this case. And I think that was the point, uh, yeah. that, you know, the company's like, Hey, we're really good at video marketing on the internet. And it's like, well, look what we did. I guess if like yeah. you just take a thing that nobody wants or needs and like get people, it's like the exploding watermelon on, you know, Facebook yeah, it's live the Paris Hilton of mar marketing companies. We're famous because we were famous and now you should respect us. We got famous. People will look, they will turn their head. They will rubberneck at your weird shit. That is definitely true. But I mean, you know, I, we should all have way less time to watch those videos. That's my opinion. Like, yeah, we, we should, should be, be doing, in Times Square doing the OA movement. We should be all in Times Square doing the OA movements, trying to open up the part, the portal to the dimension where there's an OA season three. Okay, <laughs> that's all I want in life. All right, what else is going? What else do we have here, Ryan? Did you watch the VMAs? I did. Not. No, I did not watch the VMAs because the VMAs are dead and over, and nobody cares about them, and they're fucking meaningless and like it's a joke, and I don't know what, even why they're still doing them. Although Missy I did, Elliott I did, good. I did watch the Missy Elliott performance, which is great. But like, am I supposed to be surprised that Missy Elliott is great? I don't think so. I, I one of the I'm going to paraphrase it, but one of the best tweets I saw about the VMAs was like, the VMAs is a pile of people who are either on their way down and trying to use the VMAs as a foothold to stay where they are, or on their way up and trying to crawl over the bodies of people on their way down to get to the top. And so it's just a bunch of C-list people with a couple A-listers bribed to like be in the mix like taylor or missy and it, it that's really what it's devolved into like it used to be exciting that there was like a place where all the celebrities were going to be and we could watch them interact in real time and they would each put on a little talent show sketch it was like a comic-con but for like the super famous coolest people yeah. in fashion and music and now it's because of instagram and like youtube we don't really need that well i mean it's interesting but but so much of our culture has become like but it's also like like the Missy Elliott thing is interesting because that's the one thing that seems to have broken out from the event. And it's so like reference culture. It's so like nostalgia. Like we're like, oh, wow, me and Missy Elliott like is like this anachronism at the VMAs because she's like not, 
you know, yes, she's put out some music recently, but it's like, oh, she's getting the vi- video, van- the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award, which is hilarious because it's like, one, like, do vid- videos don't even exist on MTV anymore. So, like, why are you even giving the fucking thing? And second, it's like, Missy Elliott is like not, people aren't like, oh, like, yes, all those Missy Elliott videos that we're all watching, like, that are brand new. It's like, these are classic things, right? They're classic videos. A- anyhow, I was thinking a lot about this because there's a new trailer for the uh, uh, new Terminator movie, Dark Fate. Yeah, you hate it. Well, it's like, first off, a lot of the trailer relies on me going like, oh, shit, she did Arnold's line from Terminator 2 or whatever. You know, she did. I'll be she's like, I'll like they have like Sarah Connor, who's uh, uh, played by. Why am I blanking on her name right now? Uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Thank you. Anyhow, Linda Hamilton, great actress, was great in the Terminator films. We last saw her, I believe, in T2. So this is like some retcon shit also where they're like, oh, the the third one and the fourth one and maybe the fifth one never happened. There were like three other movies that like didn't happen. And this is going to take place after it's just following the events of T2, I guess, which is fine, even though, even though. I mean, this is what they did with Halloween. Yes, it's exactly what they did with Halloween, which, by the way gets to my point which is like this desperation to like revisit the past and like i mean this is everything we're there's so much now that we are that is in popular culture that is a rehash and a revisit of things that we've already done and it does i do think it suggests like something very wrong with like the way culture functions right now which is like it feels more and more like we're creating fewer pieces of new culture and we're, we're creating a lot of rehashes of old culture like stranger things as much as i love it is absolutely the sum of its parts in the sense that it is not like it is a particularly good story it's like we like the the universe that the stranger things kids live in which is a 1980s like fantasy universe you know and even the even the villain and even the story itself is really kind of a 1980s fantasy and so like we want to go back to a time now. We want to go back to uh, the old Terminator. And and what I believe it, the, mostly this new movie is relying on, at least based on what the trailer shows me, is like ref, like a reference to like a reimagining of and repositioning of the past. By the way, Blade Runner 2049 this, did this exact fucking thing. This is the new trend if you make a sequel to an old movie, which everybody wants to do, is like you're going to retcon the past version into something different now with the new thing. And so like, I assume, you know, a lot of the energy and strength of this movie is supposed to come from that, but that shit like kind of doesn't work for me. Like I, it's like less, I feel less and less like it's a functioning act of storytelling to show me, to revisit a character that I've known for years and then like surprise me by like, you know, his line being said by somebody else or what you thought you knew about him not being actually the case. Just like it's really easy to revisit the past and change what, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So it's really easy to um, go back and go like, oh, actually, this is what it really meant. Oh, oh, yeah, the Halloween stuff. Well, this is what really happened after the last Halloween. And it's like, it's a, it's kind of lazy in a way and it's annoying. They They have it's like they keep not getting judgment day right i mean how many times are they gonna like try to fix judgment day it's pretty clear to me that judgment day just has to just is gonna have to roll you know maybe that's what this movie's about but like nobody seems to be able to stop judgment day and nobody seems to be able to fix anything that happens after judgment day 
we got Terminators just flooding back to the timeline. And also, here's the other thing that's fucking annoying is like at some point, I'm going to start to not believe that there's just a constantly new and better Terminator than like the ones that you have already sent back. Like if if the future exists, why aren't you sending back the absolute best Terminator that you have to start with instead of being like, oh, yeah, that's an old model. But now we've got a bunch of really kick ass models. Anyhow, whatever. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Are you saying time travel logic doesn't make sense? I'm saying, I'm saying, well, actually, yes. I mean, but okay, go ahead. So I think two things. One, and they're related, but one is I think a, a whole generation of younger Gen Xers and millennials grew up without the internet. Um, and when it, like, to a certain point. And then when it showed up, they liked it and it was good. And then around like 2004, 2005, it became a vehicle to revisit the greatest hits of a culture. And rather than seeing all the shit and Michigas that got produced in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, we only have the hits. It's like the it's like an Eagles greatest hits album. It's like you picked up uh Britney Spears just the singles. And you don't have to hear all the shit from those albums. You just hear the tight pop produced like it's the best of Fleetwood Mac it's awesome right so now that's what I it, we're living in the now that's what I call music world yes and so they watched all of that stuff and they were like this stuff is so good and they're right over the course of a cent of a century we made some awesome stuff and they got really excited about more of that stuff rather than a bunch of having to slog through the shit of day-to-day releases of an Ashton Kutcher gross-out movie or wow. like a TV show with six sexy singles who hang out. Like they're like, make more friends. Why would you make another show with six sexy singles? That's going to be bad. Make friends. Friends was good. Yeah. Which they, and which I they did. It's called how I met your mother. And they did that. We've been doing that now for like 20 years, maybe 15 years where we're just re-releasing all this stuff and revisiting the hits. And we want like video Vanguard awards and we want to like, you know, we want our new pop stars to just sample old songs. But I do think that the Generation Z below us, and I hate talking in generations, but it is true, grew up absolutely, their faces stuffed with old superheroes, old pop stars, revisiting like biopics from great, like Queen. Like they have had their fill of rehashes. They've seen all the best of it and they take it all for granted. And now they don't care about it. And at some point, they're going to be like, yeah, I understand what an Iron Man movie is. I've seen a whole bunch of them. They're all the same. Who cares? And they will move on. And I think that we're we're coming up on a generation that is excited about new stuff, weird stuff, like TikTok stuff that can surface interesting things yeah, quickly. But, but, TikTok but, is, but TikTok is actually like, I mean, part of TikTok's strength is like you performing someone else's work. Yes. But Which I do is think not a good sign. Find interesting about TikTok is the original subversion or like the original jokes or the original takes. People I don't think are flocking to TikTok because they want to hear clips of Beat It. Mm. I think they're flocking there because someone's doing Beat It while they pretend to jerk off and they're like, that's funny. I never thought of it I like mean, that. I mean, yeah, maybe. But, um, that's, but that's just a rehashing of – that's just a rehashing of, of culture that it, that is preexisting. Sure. But I think we're in a process now. Like, for example – the OA was a very oh original Oh my God. Show. Wow. We're going back to the but OA. Wait. Yeah. And the people who liked it liked it because they were like, I've never seen anything like this before. And it's playing with ideas that are really modern and cool and interesting. 
And now instead of being excited about other people getting new ideas and new stories, they're still in that trap of like, but this is good. So make more of it. Yeah. But I do think we're going towards a place of, I don't really give a shit about the ubiquitous bullshit that's available to me. Like I I get it. Kids are going to watch old movies and be like, that was pretty good. But I don't think that they're as excited about like, we have the, we are fans and we have the power to bring it back. I think that they're operating from a place of like, I don't really care. Like I want to do what I want to do and I would show me something new. And I think that will be the like sort of savior of the culture in a way. Like I, I think it, it's probably cyclical. Like in the eighties, we suddenly had VHS tapes and cassettes and we could revisit old movies. So video store culture, like obsession with the fifties and like the available media existed. And we were on that like 30 year nostalgia cycle. Mm-hmm. I do think that we're going to eventually break away from that because it's not as if suddenly a library of cool things is available to you. It's always available all the time on your watch. You need only tell Siri and someone's going to transcribe it and show it to you. So like, I think we're going to get to a place where that ubiquity is born. Yeah, maybe. And they're only excited about new stuff. I do think, I think that's like my hope. I mean, I hope so too, but I do think that we're in a situation now where, where like discovery is, is nothing it is takes one second to learn everything you need to know about about a person a time a character a a a trend a fashion whatever like like for instance like i I googled sarah connor when we were like couldn't remember uh uh, linda hamilton's name and there's a, a wikipedia entry for sarah connor which is like for sarah connor who is a fictional character um the the there are several paragraphs about her age. I just want to read some of this to you, okay? Because it's fucking amazing. Um, according to the original script, uh, the Terminator does not, the original movie does not specify her age or birth date, although according to the original script, she was 19. The film was primarily set on May 12th through the 14th, 1984. According to the script, her birthday between May 15th and May 11th, 1965. Um, sorry, May 15th, 64, May 11th, 1965. In Terminator 2, the psychologist said she's 29. Uh, that means she would born, be born between this date and this date, making her 17 or 18 or 19 during the Terminator. Then they're like, oh, in the Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor Chronicles, it says that her uh, age is X. And then it's like her tombstone in Terminator 3 reads she was born in 1959. And it's like, okay, so dude, I'm first off, not only am I in Sarah Connor, like I know everything about the character now. I'm like, we have the defined details on what her actual age is based on the different movies that she's been in TV shows. And it's like, like this was not possible not that long ago, like 20. But don't you think that means that at the end of this, with all of the reboots and the continuations and nothing ever has to truly end. It can become a comic book or a strip. Well, or yes. But I also think that it also doesn't fucking matter. At this well, point. yeah, but I also, people but, but like I also, about the show will matter. Yeah, But I think that, but I also think it means that it's easier. It's easier for the lazy. And frankly, like, I think most people are fairly lazy. It's like, you know, I mean, myself included to some extent uh, on being some of this able stuff. To keep your cannon tight will set your piece apart. But in general, I don't think people but care. But I'm just saying, in, in, I'm just saying, in, I'm saying, in, I'm saying new things come from le- not just like being surrounded by things that have previously existed, by, by, but, but, but by not having those access to those things. Like, and I think that one thing that we've done is like we've taken, we've given so much access to so much information that it makes the creation of new things like uh, much harder work because you, 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 because it's like, it's like, it's so much easier just to borrow from but, from what is but already maybe it, it's a time where we need to just admit that 
nothing isn't wholly new. Maybe this is what TikTok is. Nothing is wholly new, but I have something to say. And and sometimes those the thing I have to say will be new and I'll get rewarded in the like economy of ideas or whatever. But in general, nothing is wholly new. And it's better if we just admit that. And maybe we should just get rid of copyright law and let people remix Mickey Mouse and stop acting like Mickey Mouse was this original creation when, in fact, Mickey Mouse is an amalgamation of other characters no, that were ripped Mickey off. Mouse is the first and the only creation that matters. <laughs> Never defame him. Um, all right, what else? Let's what else do we have to talk about? Let's we one apparently like vaping's really bad for you. Yeah, it's really bad. The, for the you. CDC has issued a uh, warning. Not a surprise. Issues e-cigarette warning after respiratory illness reports. Um so I mean this is, you know, terrifying. I, don't, I mean, you had to have some real wishful thinking to think that vaping was going to end up being. Well, no, it is. It is, but also it's like, it's also just cigarettes. like it's just like it's moved from like a thing that some people were doing to massive popularity so quickly, and it's like it's not like look. I mean, cigarettes are awful for you as well. It's just like it's like weird because like people kind of like we don't know what it's doing. Which is fucking insane. People wanted to smoke all along and given any reason to have an excuse to not think about it. It's the same thing with cars. If you came out with a car that you were like, maybe it's better for the environment. We don't know what these greenhouse gases do. People would fucking jump on it if it was the same price because they'd be like, I want to drive my car. Yeah, anyhow, I'm just saying, just if you're vaping, just take it easy. Don't go too crazy because we don't really know what's going on. I mean, I'll vape a little bit, but you got to just take it. Just take it slowly, you know? Um, Yes. Two other things, Twitter-related things. One, and I just saw this because Brandy tweeted. It's fucking insane. Dior just, like, released. (laughs) I mean, what is wrong with the fashion industry? They're so fucking broken. Um, Dior has, like, a new – they have a a line. I guess it's a a, uh, perfume called Sauvage, which I think is the French word for savage. And their their Twitter – they're, they're, on Twitter, they're like an authentic journey deep into the Native American soul and a sacred founding in secular territory. And it's got like a Native American d- like person dancing like in like full Native American garb, like traditional. It's like, I'm sorry, is this for your... It's not good. I'm sorry, Dior, the French fashion brand, is this for your perfume line called Savage? I just want to make sure I'm understanding all of this completely. It's so tone deaf and insane. It's like nuts. It's nuts. What's okay. weird is that like, did none of these people read the news or follow Twitter or look at YouTube? Like, you know what you're doing is bad at this point. It's been thoroughly broadcast. My my grandmother has takes on cultural appropriation and she truly doesn't give a shit. Like people understand what like the lines are towards, like people understand now that there are lines around certain things that you should when once you cross them you should think about what you're doing that like using native american culture to sell a product might not be over the line just, for uh, most people yeah. if you collaborate with native americans <laughs> and you let a native american artist do it but once you've started down that direction you know to think about it you know to think about it it's so crazy it's just like i'm just like i'm sorry i was there no one was there no one also, was this on purpose so that we would talk right, about Right, maybe it was. But what was this? Is this a good look for Dior? No. If it's on purpose. Being talked about at all I get it, is probably I get good about, for Dior. I get about, gives a shit about Dior. I just don't think this is the kind of talking about that Dior wants, is it? I think 
we know that all press that not all press is good press in the long term, but they are right that in the short term, some press is better than no press, and nobody gives a shit about Dior. So I have to think that they know what they're doing oh on purpose. God. So crazy. It's really bad. It's so crazy. It's just nuts. I mean, I'm. It's anyhow. Then the second thing is like I just want. I'm just going to leave this here. Basically, Trump did a tweet while we've been mm-hmm. talking. Oh, did he? It's a picture of a satellite, what appears to be like a satellite image um, of a launch pad in Tehran. And this is the tweet. Okay. You ready? The United, this is Donald Trump speaking. It's a, it's a picture of what appears to be an explosion on a launch pad taken from a satellite. Okay. That's the image in the tweet. The tweet is, the United States of America was not involved in the catastrophic accident during final launch preparations for the Safir SLV launch at Semnan Launch Site 1 in Iran. I wish Iran best wishes and good luck in determining what happened at Site 1. Like, is this a threat? Is this like him taking responsibility for it? Like, I, I'm like, I don't, know what, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's definitely not something that should be in a tweet. Whatever it is. It shouldn't be tweeted about, and he should. He, he's gonna be wrong about it. like that. <laughs> yeah, is, well, that that we know. Sort of. It's sort of like Dior. You know when you're gonna bring up Iran and an explosion at like a launch site that that you should maybe send up a flare and ask for some help because you're going into muddy territory. They're like, and instead he just is on the shitter, yeah, fucking typing out. It's like it's or like, whatever. It's like it's like. Um, I mean, it, it, I don't it's know. It's bad. We live in a bad time and bad people. It's the, dark, bad it's the darkest timeline, which means. Bad who's, bad what's, bad why's, bad where's, bad house. Doral. Um, uh, and then anyhow, I think that means it's time for nice things. Isn't that right? Yeah. It's a segue, it into, segue into nice things with that shit. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, he's threatening Iran with war? It's hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, I got three nice things, none of which are going to be very interesting to you. But um, one, they make a vegan schnitzel at Bite NYC. I'm sorry, what's, a, what's, a, right what's, what's, a, what's a, sh- a schnitzel? A schnitzel? It's like a German fried meat but they make oh, a oh really schnitzel. it's meat a schnitzel? i thought a, sh- yeah. a schnitzel is meat yeah huh. like a chicken schnitzel huh. anyway they make a vegan one at bite which is near our new office please don't google it and find us um, wow but um it is so delicious and i've eaten one every day and i'm just happy about that two um kirsten gillibrand dropped out of the presidential race you like which that I think was the right thing to do you love that i think she's a great at what she's doing now and she was wasting a lot of money in people's time including uh, her constituents and I think she her message has been delivered and it is a good time to bow out of the race if you're Kirsten or a few other candidates like Tulsi and Andrew Yang yeah. that I think Yang would Yang, be Yang. in everybody's best interest to now go home and give your money to the people just that support whoever out. whoever runs you know it's funny I talked to a um I talked to one of the few people I know who who voted for Trump who I still could speak to um uh-huh. who who works at a business adjacent to our business but is not in our business and, you know, I don't know the guy that well, but we're, I know him well enough to have like friendly conversations. And so I was like, you know, so I said, we, I saw him the other day and I, I said, are you, I'm like, what do you, you know, how, 
I was like, how's it going? You know, I give him shit, obviously, because I know he voted for Trump. I'm like, I'm like, hey, my favorite Trump voter. And he's like, oh, come on. I was like, you vote for him again? He's like, no fucking way. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's a good start. Like, he's like, you know, he's like, I thought he'd be crazy. I didn't think he'd be this crazy. And it's like, listen, I, I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't, like, I'm not going to comment on, on, I, I, you know, I, you know how I feel about people who voted for Trump. You know, listen, I would love to do and I told you so dance, but they're not going to hear or see what you're doing now, as positive. And frankly, who is that serving? Now this like, guy, this guy is home. like an interesting he's interesting because it's like one of these like New Yorkers. He's like a New Yorker Trump person who's like in every regard. Yeah, but those are the worst. People no, I know. No, no, I know. I know. I know. I know. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, do you care? Like, I'm like, do you care if trans people serve in the military? He's like, I don't care who ser- who wants to serve in the military. I'm like, what about gay marriage? He's like, yeah, well, I mean, clearly you do. No, you well, care. No, I mean, not but this care. is this is the thing where my brain is like, I don't understand. Like, my brain. Like, how can you think someone? Is, so I'm like, he has four is, daughters. Is so Hold on, he has four daughters. He has four daughters. I'm like, do you think your your daughters are are safer in a Trump administration? I mean, now he, by the way, agrees with all of this. Like, like, but, but if you genuinely thought like, I truly don't care, it doesn't matter to me what happens to trans people. First off, that is a choice. You've chosen to devalue those people. And second, if you think that, that he thinks trans, trans people or being female should disqualify you. Do you think that, and you know that that isn't true and that's stupid. Do you think his thinking on other topics is going to be honest and, and intelligent? Like what? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, okay. So look, so I'm with you. It's indicative of character. It's very, you don't think it's, the president needs a good character? It's, 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 it's one of these people who – and by the way, I'm not trying to berate this person I because he has, seems to have learned the error of his, of his choices. But, but, but you know, it's, it's like, it's like I, I, I just – I thought he'd be good for the economy and everything else was like not – didn't matter. Which is like a certain. Why which do is people a, think that though? What about Republican politics or history has ever been good for the economy? It's just a really special kind of. It's a really special kind of, um, like dissonance, cognitive dissonance, where you can just you can just go like, you can. Just, I mean, to me, it's like it's, it's sort of like these people who voted for Obama and then voted for Trump, where you get the impression that their attraction is not even about actual any any actual policy or things they say or anything it's just like they like the idea of somebody who's new it's like the idea of a person who hasn't they it's haven't shiny. seen before any yeah, at any rate shiny. at any rate so i was like okay so who i'm like who well, but wait but wait before you go on yeah. when they say what do you think when someone says i thought he'd be good for the economy are they saying i thought well, they, he would by the way money? by the way the claim is currently for all of those people is that he has been good for the economy the economy but, but is booming. Does that mean I'm making money, or does that mean like the overall I, I, economy I think, of the world I think, will be better? Because how well, can you think well, that I think, about Republican politics? I think one of the actually, I think one of the things that's happened, particularly for this guy, is that he's like I th- thought Donald Trump would be good for the economy because he'd like you know do all this deregulation and whatever and make like trade. But easier. that's never but, good but, for the economy. No, no, no. Okay, but we can argue the we can argue that all we want. I'm just saying that the way that some people think is like the, you yeah. need to do these things okay. for the economy to be strong. Now. By the way, his argument is the economy is strong. So like that actually was right. He actually believes that Trump has helped to make the economy better. He also doesn't think that we're going to have a recession. And and maybe oh, he's boy. maybe he's right. We don't know. And certainly nobody's rooting for a recession. Like I don't want a recession. I'm not rooting for it. It's just happening. Well, we'll see. But the um but what's interesting is that people who for, in New York who voted for Trump have discovered that Trump's 
the way Trump's tax laws, the new Republican tax laws function, for a lot of those people, it actually fucks them really hard. Like it's actually oh, yeah. very oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, my dad and my uncles thought they were rich. They thought that they were that 1% that Bernie's talking about. They really thought they had made it on easy street. And I hate to break it to you. All these people who think that they're rich are merely middle class yeah. and feel rich yeah. because everyone else is so fucking That's right. Poor. So everybody, so everybody's like, oh, this is what rich and middle class looks like. Now I see the difference and, and they've made it like stark, very stark. Anyhow, the point is, so I'm like, okay, so you're going to vote. I'm like, are you, you're going to not, you're not going to vote for Trump. I'm like, would you vote for Biden? And he's like, yeah, I think Biden's great. Because previously what happened is he walked into a conversation I was having with other people about how they were like talking about how bad Biden is. And I'm like, oh I, I'm like, yeah, oh, no. I'm like, Biden sucks, but he, he is better than Trump. You know, like, I'm sorry, he is. That's a fact. Sure. Okay. Yes. But anyhow, which is, by the way, that's the competition now. It's like we think the competition is between. Listen, I hope that Elizabeth I mean, Warren, Trump. I, I hope mean, Biden dropped twelve points. I hope that. I hope that. Thirteen. I hope that. I thought he's back on top. Uh, I think he's just been leveled. I think. I think here's the reality: people know who Joe Biden is, and so they go to the name that they know. And the more they hear the other names, the more they likely they are to go like, "Oh yeah, maybe that person." So the reality is, this is all actually about marketing. It's not about fucking people's policies. It's like the more marketing that one of these candidates has the better they'll do in polls because people will be like, I've heard of them. People, like most people, believe it or not, there are a lot of people who actually haven't heard of the candidate that you think is the shit. You know? Like, yeah. like there are a lot of people who are only vaguely aware of Elizabeth Warren. Like not everybody lives on the internet the way we do. Okay. So anyhow, but when they become aware of her, they like her more. Okay. Forget about that. Forget, just forget for a second. I'm not, that's, I understand. I agree with you. I with you. I want Elizabeth Warren to be the candidate. Okay. But I'll tell you, I was like, Biden, he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd vote for Joe Biden. He's like, Joe Biden is like a less crazy Trump. That's what he said. That's what he said. Okay. So, so I just want to give you, I just want to give you a little bit of a, of a, a, I just want to, for, this is real. A real person who will vote, who voted for Trump is like, yes, I'd vote for Joe Biden. Now that's fucking important. That's important. And don't think that it's not important. But then when I started talking about the other candidates, a Warren, Warren, he hates, right? Uh, because here's why, do you know why he doesn't like Warren? Because she blames the banks for like the, the, for uh, taking their house when her father lost his job. He just has this personal thing where he's like, I don't like that. She blames the banks for that. I'm like, okay, that's illogical, but whatever. Okay. He thinks Bernie Sanders is crazy and will turn America into a socialist nightmare. This is, this is a real conversation. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> um, I thought this he was likes, a nice thing. He, he, I have this creepy you know, feeling of dread. You know who he likes? He likes Kamala Harris. Oh, he said no. she's tough. Okay, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know her policies yet. So, so right oh, now for him, tough. his top top picks are are Biden and maybe Kamala Harris if he if he likes what she has to say. No oh boy, Kamala. I always say Kamala. Is it Kamala or Kamala? Is it are both acceptable? I have a feeling maybe not him specifically, but many people saying the things that he's saying are just gonna vote for Trump. No, so he actually what he said was interesting. He's like, I know a lot of guys that li- live in my neighborhood that you talk to them at the at, you know, if you meet see them at the bagel place and there's an argument about politics, they'll be like, you know, Trump's a nightmare, fuck Trump, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, you know, secretly like I'm I'm voting for him in the next election. Oh, it's sort of like the people that I have spoken to who will say, I mean, I think he's a terrible person and he's gross and very embarrassing and I, I wish he would get it together. But I don't think his policies have been that bad because their lives have been unaffected. Yeah, it's fucking insane. At any rate, um, so anyway, back to nice things. Uh, 
Kirsten Gillibrand. Yeah, wow, we really we really did a bad job. So anyhow, bye bye to Kirsten Gillibrand. She 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 was good. Good good. I'm glad she's dropped. Oh my god, hold on. Sorry, I have I have a nice thing. It's breaking fucking nice thing news. Okay. Gameplay Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay content just dropped. Literally, didn't we have? No 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 no. This is brand new from uh uh. It's brand new from where is this from? It's a deep dive. 14 minutes of gameplay. Oh my god, I'm dying. I'm dying. Um, I'm dead. My last nice hey, thing before we finish up and then go play Cyberpunk yeah. is uh, I saw the movie Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which was not a good movie, uh, but I very much enjoyed watching it, if that makes sense. It, it's got that tone and these character actresses and there was a lot of visual porn and it the it was like ASMR. It was like if if you taught an AI to write a movie by only watching Nora Ephron movies and then it did a half decent job and then they shot it with like a great budget and insane cast. Um, I really enjoyed watching it. I would sit and watch it. It was like watching it rain. I know that it's inconvenient for people and it's probably not making my life easier, but it's relaxing. And um, I, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say, go see where'd you go Bernadette. Um, uh, also, um, a part of that is I got my Alamo draft house, um, pass the like season pass thing where you pay $30 a month and you can see as many movies at Alamo draft house as you want. Uh, that is really good. And I say that as someone who spent 20, who spent three days in an Alamo draft house watching 22 Marvel movies. Um, I <laughs> I'm so happy to be back because it's really the best theater experience in the world. Uh, those are all the nice things that I have from this week. Wow. Oh, oh, also, we did our housewife show and it went great. Oh, yeah. I saw some video from that. It looked really good. It was really good. People should see it. Even if you don't like housewives, if you see me tweet about it, you should come. It's a good show. I'm humble about a lot of things, but I we do a very good job with those shows. Don't be humble. Put it out there. Um, yeah. Okay, so my obviously my number one nice thing is that there's new Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay footage out, which I'm, which honestly, like people are just going to be, I, I can tell already, I bet you people are going to be like, this doesn't look as good as the previous demos. Um, I'm excited to see the backlash. It's tough because that game for me has been so hype at one point that I was like, this is going to be my favorite thing that's ever been released. And now I know it's just going to be a very good, awesome thing that will get released. Yeah. And so no matter what happens, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown because I want the, it to be the hype like is, the best it's, thing ever. The hype is impossible to match. I mean, you're just, you're never going to get there. Uh, yeah. you're never going to get where you want to get, but, um, anyhow, uh and uh and uh i don't think i have any other nice things <laughs> to be honest with you that's I, all you like from your whole week i've been working i've been working so hard i am excited i'm excited i mean we're we're there's stuff that we're doing with input and inverse that i'm really excited about and yeah. like we're starting to there's gonna be some uh there's gonna be some we're gonna have we're gonna announce some 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 people soon who are who are joining the team um, we have some really cool stuff we're doing. The product that I'm excited about. I mean, Kirsten Gillibrand. Kirsten Gillibrand is our editor in chief of input. No, um, <laughs> I, you know, I mainly like, I mainly just like, uh, Laura and Zelda were gone all week. They're coming back soon. I'm very excited about that, like today. But, um, you know, I just like literally went into weird, a weird hibernation mode where I just was working and then I would come home and I'd smoke some weed and then I'd go, I'd pass out. Um, and uh and i barely drank that's just my regular i barely drank i barely drank this week (laughs) which is interesting like it's like it's 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 basically like i was just like so tired at the end of the day that i wasn't even without having laura around i'm like very bored and so like i'm just well i guess i'll go to bed um 
So yeah, I mean, so mainly I'm just excited to get my life back on track. I'm I I'm getting a little bit excited for fall. I know like everybody's like, oh, fall, it's so exciting. Um, you know, I Oh, I'm so excited. I'm I not that excited, but I'm the other day and it smelled like dead yeah. leaves and I was like, fuck. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for summer to end. I really like the summer and I miss Oh no. Summer. Well bye. The other thing is the other thing is, oh, the <laughs> other thing that I'm doing is I'm going uh, back and watching a bunch of old movies that are really great, um, particularly like some Robert Altman movies. Uh, if you haven't seen a movie called The Long Goodbye, I recommend it. I, oh, I'm sure we okay. talked about it. Elliot Gould, when he's very young, plays Philip Marlowe, the famous detective from the Raymond Chandler books. And it's just like, you know, uh, uh, Humphrey Bogart's very famous for playing this character, but it's like, uh, it truly, a, it's truly a take on this character unlike anybody else's. And it's really awesome. And it's just a, Anyhow, I'm watching that, a California Split, which is a movie that I actually haven't seen, which is a Robert Altman movie about um, gamblers. And I, what I realize is that like modern movies are like severely and sorely lacking in like really interesting characters and plot. I have a theory about why that I have been beating this drum for a while and people keep telling me I'm just getting old, but I kind of think everyone looks the same. Like everyone looks like a Bratz doll now. Yeah, for sure. If you look at the long goodbye, like Elliot Gould is at peak hotness, but he's not like text. He doesn't he's look like kind of ugly. He's sort of ugly. He's ugly. Yeah. But he's ugly hot. And yeah. that's how everybody but that's looked. like, but that's like, I mean, and they were interesting. I mean, look at, I mean, look at, look at, I mean, look at fucking like Charlton Heston. Like, dude is not a. He's like, oh, he's out of shape. I remember thinking this. He's in fucking um, in uh, in in the Omega Man, which is like from nineteen seventy or something. Uh, and like, there's a scene where he's like shirtless. I know he's he was supposed to be like a fucking god, and it's like he's like kind of got like love handles, and it's just amazing. Because at, at, at its core, in immediate, like I just see a picture of somebody. Sure, I guess hotness works, but at its core, like actors need to be interesting looking and charismatic and memorable. Like Danny DeVito didn't succeed because he was super hot, and that even for a character who's supposed to have some sexuality to them, it doesn't. You don't need to. Like, I feel like nowadays, especially with like streaming services, I see more and more just herds of people who look exactly the same doing serviceable jobs that they're acting. Yeah. And I know people have told me I'm just getting old, but I do think actors used to be interesting looking and that used to be choices made by directors and it would make their, it would enhance the experience so much. Yeah. Um, I, when everyone has perfect teeth, it's kind of, I don't know. I agree. But anyway, I love the long goodbye. I, I definitely. Anyhow, it's great. I'm it's a great movie. So I've been, movie. I've been, I'm trying to watch more old movies now. Cause I literally have been, one of the things I was doing is like, I was sitting down in front of the TV and I'm like, Oh, what should I watch? Oh, I watch all of euphoria, which. Oh, that's next on my list. It's not good. I'm sorry. Like there's a lot of great performances in it. It like wants to get somewhere, but it never does. And there's like also was my fear. There's just also like, like there's like, look, there's a lot of stuff in it. That's very ripped from the headlines. It also kind of plays. I feel very much like an old man's like weird fantasy of what teens are getting up to. And like, I'm like, of, I'm pretty fucking rainbow party. Yeah. I mean, series. it is, it literally is that shit. And like, I'm a little bit burnt on like the, the teens are doing this crazy thing vibe just the whole thing like this whole thing visco this visco girls shit that i keep hearing about it's like people are like have you heard of visco girls they shop at the mall and they wear birkenstocks and they use scrunchies and i'm like a suburban teen um they like they go to brandy melville isn't this their version of hipster isn't this their version of like i don't know i don't think so who's who like the young people. I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that Visco girl is a thing. I think it's a thing that adults are trying to make I mean, it a thing. My 
my cousin's daughter a hundred percent. I thought that she had an aesthetic like a few months ago. Then I heard about Visco Girls and it clicked. I was like, oh, she's a Visco girl. But is a Visco girl a thing or is it a thing that we're applying to a thing that exists? I think it's a joke about a type of But like girl nobody even uses Visco. I don't even fucking who what teen uses Visco? I actually do know teens that use Visco. Okay, so you're telling me Visco's cool now? At least using the filters and stuff. Okay. Rather than I mean, I did, I did actually, I did actually like get back on Visco the other day. In fact, you're the only person I know who's on Visco. Um, I was like, oh yeah, Visco. I completely like, I, I like remember I met the Visco founders and like I remember talking to them and I was like giving them shit because they didn't have an Android version. They're like, it's coming. This was like years ago, and they were super nice guys. I think we actually still follow each other on Twitter and stuff. And I just like, I was like, oh yeah, Visco. Whatever happened to that? And it's like, I guess it's still going. But like I don't know. I don't need any more like I don't need any more like I was looking at like their filters are great. They are really nice. And I like the idea that it's like very referential to like actual camera technology. But like I don't this is kind of goes back to the nostalgia thing which is like I don't think we need to make things more nostalgic at this point. Like we are really good on nostalgia. You know? Oh, one other thing. I do have one other nice thing. I was looking at a bag on Instagram. They kept getting advertised. And then I was like, this bag's interesting. I want to get it. Then I like looked on AliExpress and like the bag is 100% like a bag from AliExpress with a logo on it. I was like, this mm-hmm. bag is like drop ship. Yeah, it's a drop ship situation. And they've the people who are doing it have very, very, very good. Now they're doing some custom colors and they have very good like branding. So I'm like props to them for like making a $45 bag, $180 bag. Like congratulations. Yeah, but this is shit. Like reality stars have been doing with their quote unquote clothes. Yeah. Online. Well, so anyhow, I ordered the bag from AliExpress and I've never ordered anything from AliExpress. So I'm really excited to see what I actually it's, love. AliExpress. So I'm excited to see what it's like. And then maybe I'm going to start my own bag, my own bag company in quotes. <gasps> Input is just a dropship brand. Like in, actually, I did, I w- I've been meaning to talk about Run this. Run by Kirsten Gillibrand. In, Input is just, it, we're just doing it to store for products, for products that you can get on AliExpress. And it's fucking exciting. Very exciting. All right, we gotta wrap we gotta wrap up. Let's do it. Bye. Bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I understand that your family went to an OA flash mob and hasn't been heard from since.